to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Harley, this is ridiculous. Waiting here for the dog did not eat my ring. Dude, dogs will eat anything. When I was a kid, my dog Buster, I had this drawer where I'd throw in all my change, right? And I guess there were some Smarties in there. So like the next day, Buster craps out a buck thirty-five and nickels. Did you ever own a dog? We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're, we're so lost. We need a goal in life. We're also rewatching the classic ABC TV series Lost. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne Marie D. Simone. And we're back with you on a Thursday. Nope. On a Tuesday. Nope. On a Monday. Nope. On a Saturday. Nope. It's Sunday. Sunday. Yes, we're actually recording Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com or twitch.tv slash universebox. And we have some chatters over here. We have Michael Lucera in there, hopefully a couple more of you. And us. Hopefully a few more of you will uh, pop in uh, as we go on. Anne-Marie, are you excited to get back to Talking Lost? Because we had to take a couple weeks away from I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, it's seamless. You know nothing. Because we work ahead. But, uh, you know, we had to take a few weeks off because Gotham came back. For three weeks. And then it's going away for three months. So So this was kind of an interesting episode to review because we watched it like two and a half weeks ago. Three weeks ago. And then then we we were like, (laughs) well, we don't have to talk about that for three weeks. And so we haven't. But... uh, we're here to talk about it tonight, but actually, speaking of Gotham, before we get into the main discussion and the rhyming and all that business, all crazy. we're doing a giveaway, Woo-hoo! and uh, we thought you guys would like to know about it, so here's here a video telling you about it. Gotham Bulletin. Penguin and Nygma are attacking the GCPD. There, we infiltrated the GCPD. You'll pay for not being my friend, Jim Gordon. Listen here, you pencil-necked dweebs. Bullock and Gordon are here on the case. When is the time of a clock like the whistle of a train? When it's two to two! Karate action! Real character voices you provide! And now, Arkham action stabby babs! The jig's up, Barbara, you're coming with me! Any chance you'll let me gut you like a fish? Ah, Sammy! It's fun for the whole family! Win Bruce, Saz, or Stabby Babs figures by entering our Gotham Sweetheart Contest. Three chances to win. Follow us at twitch.tv slash universebox, support us at patreon.com slash universebox, or leave a review for any of our podcasts on iTunes. We'll pick the winners on February 14th. Gotham Action Figures from Diamond Select Toys, available online and at toy stores nationwide. Bring Bring Gotham Gotham to life! Yes, the Gotham Sweethearts giveaway. If you want to win one of these have them right here behind me one of these awesome toys uh just you know follow us at twitch.tv slash universe box yes. or uh, w- one of the other many many ways we mentioned throughout that video that fun little video there you know how to do it and everything okay so i, I guess that's enough preamble amory why don't you hit us up with the rhyming episode summary and we'll get started talking about this all right sun get caught got caught up mourning the loss of her ring it's more about gin than the bedazzled bling sawyer's group leads the tail crew back home it all falls apart when michael roam a chance dinner date becomes something profound her gin might be lost but their love is found and found and found and found and marie what'd you think 
Eh? It's all right. It's How not, so? It's not my favorite episode ever, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it didn't move forward. Um, but I think um, we had talked about that during the last episode, and we were warned that this was going to be another one of those episodes. And yeah. it was. It totally was. It, it totally, totally was. Like, and it's annoying because there's such amazing potential for like pa 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 to happen, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, that's it. not even not even but <laughs> pa. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like instead of it being all of the things, it was like one of the things, and it wasn't even a great thing. Yeah, it definitely didn't feel like there was a lot of forward momentum in the plot, right? <laughs> if nothing else, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of the same thing. But there were a couple things that there I, were a few I things. found interesting, and the, the first, uh, you'll lead off my first point here: the mysterious Mister Echo. <gasps> Echo. Uh, now, Echo. this character to me. Uh, was the most interesting part of the episode. Uh, unlike the other rear-enders, he seemed like to, to be purely a good guy. They all seemed like they had their own motivations they were working towards and everything, but he seemed most purely good. He doesn't seem to have the trust issues that the others in the group seem to have. In fact, he almost seems like that group's lock. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they, I... He, I, 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 I just definitely read him as that group's lock. That he's sort I of his, uh, him being that group's lock. You know, tracker, uh, sort of uh, Wise trusting man. of people. No, can right. instantly tell if someone can be trusted or not. I'm wondering, does do you think he might have a connection to the island like Locke does? Maybe, Quite maybe possibly. he was a uh, wheelchair bound too. <laughs> Well, that would be extreme, wouldn't it? That yeah. would be that would, that would be, be maybe a little too, too close, especially because we'd have probably heard a little something about that because of the mm. whole they didn't have the wheelchair thing for getting him on the plane. Yeah, it would have been another big deal. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Michael Lucero in the chat room says there's movement on the Tailey side uh, or the rear ender side. Just wait. And uh, he also says that uh, Echo is his third favorite character in the entire show. Oh, so. interesting, interesting. So, see, I don't completely agree that he is the only good guy and he's the only one that doesn't seem to have the trust issues really i uh will get a little bit into this with one of my other ones but i think it's all because of anna lucia that they're Uh all acting like that they're acting out of fear Mm -hmm. he's the only one brave enough to stand up to her and do what he thinks is right because the stewardess who was with michael Uh seemed she was normal but she's just scared yeah i don't think i don't think well she did bring up the trust issues too though right she said we have trust issues but uh again i feel like we're getting um it's all projected. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know necessarily if she would have trust issues on her own. I don't, I don't know. I don't think we got I mean, We haven't gotten enough of that. Yeah. But sorry. Well, well just one like of the Shanghai'd things, your point. No, it's fine. Uh, one of the things that I was thinking, what maybe why he doesn't uh, have those trust issues is maybe he was a late addition to the group. Maybe Mr. Echo was a late addition to the group. So a lot of this bad stuff went down between them before he got there and then he showed up. Uh, you know, maybe Possibly. he, I mean, he could have been off on his own for a couple of weeks when all the bad stuff was going down. But he uh, seems to know about the guy who got um, speared. He did, but uh, I mean, that, that guy seemed, especially for being out in the jungle, he seemed like a fairly fresh kill. Like, I mean, even after a couple of weeks, he'd be all maggoty and you know skin dropping off his bones in that hot jungle environment you know what i mean not to get too graphic oh hey what's up uh the derby kid in the chat room by the way 
Uh, let's see. Um, I, I also thought the way he asked Jin about his wife says to me that Mr. Echo was married at some point. Well, yeah, he said uh, that his wife was with him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, there was a whole I discussion about that. it. I must have missed that. Because he was trying to find out if Jin's wife was with him on the plane. Okay. And he, um, when he's trying to ask back, he said mm-hmm. she was there yeah so yeah okay yeah, very good very good i i i missed that just because i i heard when i heard him ask jen about that and it mm-hmm. see i i didn't hear that last line though but it, it seemed very much like uh like he he was kind of implying that he had a wife and either she didn't come or she did come and she was on the plane and now she's not there anymore for whatever reason but i guess yeah, she died he blatantly said that <laughs> um he, he definitely uh though doesn't seem to have an allegiance to the rear enders in fact he seems other others the other others, uh, the the tail crew, um, he he seems to trust our three main characters more than the rear enders entirely. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, he gives Sawyer a weapon, which is a huge sign of trust. It's a huge sign of trust, but it's also such a small group. Yeah, and if they're going off in like pairs and threesomes, mm-hmm. everybody really has to have some sort of a defense. Now they didn't give him the gun back. Yeah. So I mean that that would have been like extreme trust. But also when, you know, a couple of the our the our core group of characters are starting to have to split off to go look for Michael or whatever, mm-hmm. Mr. Echo's right there. I, I'm thinking maybe he was just waiting for something better to come along. He was just sticking with these people until he had a chance to le- mm-hmm. leave. Uh, but I, I feel like out of all the rear enders, he'll probably end up playing the biggest role in the overall story okay. of the show. Although I have my doubts about Jen and Michael making it back to camp again. What camp? Their camp? But yeah, back or to the, the other others camp. No, back to back to the, the side of camp. the island that we s- spent season one on. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Interesting. I, I, I kind of feel like something's tragic is going to happen to both of them before they make it back to camp that's just kind of the general feeling i got i kind of feel like i know just enough to know that they'll both make it back to camp see see i (laughs) i I know just enough to know that sawyer does not die at least in this season because i've seen you know promotional stills from like season three Uh, and stuff i just you know randomly being online and stuff uh but just for sawyer though i didn't i haven't seen that for jenner really yeah so you know what we didn't even do our spoiler uh by the way we don't like spoilers but you know let's go with it but the people in the chat room right now are pretty familiar with that Uh, yeah a little bit okay michael lucero says uh you know that's part of it the other others definitely fall in line behind anna lucia but that's not all of it and uh then uh he also goes on to say even echo though to a much lesser extent and uh and then michael lucero also says hmm i hope not something tragic happening on the way back would be really really terrible ah shenanigans so there's probably gonna be something tragic Okay, uh, so Anne-Marie, uh, speaking of the others and the other other others and the, the other others and the tail and the crew, others. you wanted to talk about the others, I'm right? going to talk about the others. Okay, so by my count, while Echo and Jin were hiding under a tree or a bush or whatever, 11 others walk by, including the little kid who didn't seem quite so little with the teddy bear on a string. Which was creepy really creepy, yeah. as all expletive. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is the most insight we've really gotten into how many others there actually are. Now, mm-hmm. A, what is their freaking deal? Um, <laughs> so, good question. Yeah, good question. I mean, it's been a question basically since the beginning, but now we're getting a little bit more along there. Like they are always creeping around on the island, but they only make contact in a negative fashion, which makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, does maybe pushing the button every 180 minutes do something to them? Sort of like, um, the mutts in the Hunger Games, if you're familiar. Um, or I think it was the mutts or it was something that they hit a button and, oh, there I am. Um, 
um, <laughs> that just sort of zapped their little brain. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's how they're keeping them alive, which makes no sense because they only attack negatively. Yeah. So there's that. Just one, one little thought. And, um, so they've only attempted to invade our original core castaways through Ethan. Basically, and that wasn't really too aggressive. He was yeah. just trying to do the deep dive in and win and they, their trust. And, and they never really retaliated after Ethan got killed either. No, so, so. maybe Ethan was like, you know, all by myself situation. <laughs> yeah. Like he was like a splinter group. Um, are they maybe intimidated by the numbers of that core castaway? Because if they only mm-hmm. have 11 and one of them is a child, yeah. Um, they're going to be intimidated by a 40 something group. You know, I would assume. You know what I thought was interesting? What? Uh, I thought it was interesting that Mr. Echo said that they don't leave tracks. They don't leave footprints they in the jungle. Footprints. I, I, I mean, it definitely, and if Ethan was connected to them, I mean, he had kind of that superhuman strength stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really think they might be just completely outright supernatural characters, maybe even like ghosts or something. And how they do that thing where they surround someone, they're whispering and everything. Oh, the like, whisper thing. like, maybe they're, maybe they're ghosts or spirits or even some sort of like, some other thing like, a, I don't know, like a pixie or something like that. They are not pixies. pixies Probably, are but good. you know, something like that. Uh, okay. Not, not a, what's, what's that Irish spirit that comes and takes people when they die the what, banshee is it a, they they came at the end of darby o'gill and the little little people okay i have no idea what any of that is and i'm irish okay hold on so you go ahead and google that while i keep talking okay so the others have however seem to have attacked the other others or the other castaways or the rear enders or the tail crew whatever <laughs> you want to call them we're calling them all of it we're calling them everything uh far more often and aggressively why does it have something to do with their leader who seems to have a lack of compassion and leads through fear? That's where I was going earlier. Because mm-hmm. she just doesn't seem to want to like – she's not going to listen to anybody else under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. So perhaps like her aggression just sort of like oozes out of them mm-hmm. and that's why they went from being like 24 to being like six people. That could be like they're like, oh, no, we can't have this on this island. And mm-hmm. they start you know, knocking them out. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I, I definitely thought it was uh, strange like you did – that, you know, they, they seem to have been much more aggressive with the right. castaways on the other side. But maybe it's that side of the island. Yeah. Well, because apparently nobody actually goes around the island. Did you get the impression that maybe the others, maybe their home base is just like as far inland yes. on the island? That they're you like can the get? center. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's because what, I mean, if they're working with both these sides, both these camps and everything, and they're close enough to mess with Rousseau and everything else. It seems like they'd have to be pretty centrally located. Interesting. But I, I hope we find out more about them soon because it's just frustrating me now that we haven't even got like a, a group shot of them. I need a map. Yeah, definitely. Oh, by the way, I, I did look it up on, on Wikipedia and the, the Banshee is what I was thinking yeah. of. And uh, the Derby Kid over in the chat room says like Silver Banshee. Uh, that seems right. <laughs> and uh, who's a Supergirl villain. Huh. And then Michael Lucero oh. says, I won't say anything about whether it's true or not, but the others uh, equals fairies was one of my more extensive thought out theories as late as season four. Interesting. Seriously? This was like a real thing? This isn't just a billism? Yeah. And he also says, I think Banshees, Banshees do cry right before somebody's death in Irish folklore. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a crazy man. I know no, of no, what you, I speak. No, no. You are a crazy man. <laughs> crazy like a fox. Whatever, Wigs McGee. What are you talking about, a wig? This isn't a wig. Ha! <laughs> 
Um, okay, so I okay. Uh, let's get back into the Lost discussion. All right, fine. Less banshees, less fairies, more John Locke. And I want to talk a little bit about Lost versus Found. Okay, so Locke, who coincidentally happens to be around when whenever any of our characters are in mm. crisis, brings up some interesting points about being lost and found that I, mm. I thought were worth addressing here. He says he stopped feeling lost when he stopped looking for what he had lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, you must let go of uh, desire before you can find true happiness is basically the sort of philosophical okay. point he's getting at here, uh, very mm-hmm. specifically towards Sun in that instance. Right. But it makes me think uh, that wherever the series ends up, our castaways are never going to be rescued or leave the island or you know have a happy ending mm-hmm. until they accept what's happened to them. They need to let go of the lives they left behind if they ever want to move forward i think most of them have let go well yeah we're, we're getting there we're getting there he he's telling son that specific that specifically about her situation uh-huh. but i think it will come into play for the rest of the castaways too now the characters who have made the most progress and sees the mo- sees the most power so far have done this uh jack sawyer kate hurley and especially Locke himself have all have all uh become something more than they were back on the mainland uh, so, so they have found purpose, which hopefully means that they'll eventually be found. And I think, mm. I think we're going to see other characters have that happen too. Interesting. Although it's kind of interesting, there are some characters who have done that, and then they've sort of gone backwards. Yeah, like Charlie. Uh, where Charlie? Because I mean, I mean, he has a Chekhov's uh, Mary statue uh, hiding out somewhere. <sighs> Chekhov's heroin. Oh, Chekhov's heroin. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, that will soon rear its ugly head. Yeah, but I thought I thought it was kind of an interesting sort of point he made there. And I, th- I think it's definitely going to be, you know, moving to the forefront thematically going forward. Anything from, from, fun from the chat room? Uh, nope. But Michael says, let's see, about your fairy thing. No, but I was the only one I know of who had that theory. So it's not just a billism. It's a Bill and Michaelism. <laughs> nice. Apparently. Okay. See, I also had some thoughts on Locke's advice. However, I didn't get nearly as in depth as he did. Okay. So Locke's advice when Sun is having her rightful freak out about losing her wedding band, he tells her that things happen when you stop looking for them, basically, which is, you know, common knowledge. You all know that, like, everybody knows, you know, you tell the 20 something girl who's trying to go on six bazillion dates to get married off and have babies, just stop looking and you'll find somebody. And then she does. Mm. Um, <laughs> so in the flash, back when the guard is down after having her heart broken by the hotel owner's son she literally bumps into like she wasn't looking for love she wasn't looking for anything and you could Mm -hmm. tell instantly they you know happy hearts basically coming out of their eyes yeah um when son is showing kate where the bottle was buried she'd basically given up on finding her wedding ring and there it was Mm -hmm. sitting in the sand sparkling all pretty (laughs) um now i wonder if Locke's advice however will apply to everyone else on the island or this is just a sun-centric thing michael is really who i'm most concerned about when if will he give up on finding Walt and find him? Will he stop running around going, Walt! Walt, I'm here, Walt! I don't think he will. Anyway. Oh, uh, over in the chat room, Michael Lucera says that, uh, whoa, AM, I literally, literally never put that together before. I love when I can do stuff like that to either Michael Lucero mm-hmm. or Rebecca. Although, in, in the, even the first time I watch the episode, yeah. 
right at the beginning when she was like, oh my goodness, I lost a ring. I was like, oh, she totally lost it when she was burying that bottle of oh, nose. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, nice. I, I thought that like immediately. And yeah. it turned out to be true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, very interesting. And I think between Mr. Echo, the couple little mentions of the others, and that scene between Locke and Sun, I think mm-hmm. those were the most... That was the majority Im- of the episode. For us. Yeah, impressive thing. But we have more to talk we have about. More to th- we're only halfway there, folks. Yeah, we have plenty more to talk about. Uh, but uh, Anne-Marie, uh, you want to tell them a little bit? Uh, we're going to take a little break and come back for the Teeny main discussion break. in a second. But Anne-Marie, why don't you fill them in on the boxies? Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you the boxies. Yay! The boxies. We have decided to put together our own awards show because, you know what? The world needs more. Um, right now, we are currently taking submissions for nominees in our categories, but you, we're so lost listeners, will get this on your iTunes feed after the nominations are over, but you can still you can vote. You can still vote. And, uh, and we should be able to bring it uh, to the exact same... There's part of it. Yeah, uh, we should be able to bring it to the exact same uh, URL, bit.ly slash Awards. If you're watching this on YouTube or um, on Twitch or Either whatever, yeah. uh, before, you know, the... Before Thursday, the nominations end on the the second, second. and then the awards will be given out on the ninth. Yeah, so uh, voting will be from uh, the second uh, to the ninth, second uh, of February. Probably the eighth. We got to cut it off the day before. We'd we'd love to have we'd love to have you vote. Yes, it's a lot of fun. It'll be great. Good times. Just it's just a lot of pop culture goodness. And yes, they are totally a black tie affair, Rebecca. We will be dressed to the nines. Definitely, and uh, we're not we're not going to do a. Oh, Michael says I really want the boxy award itself to be a golden statue of John Locke holding a cardboard box. (laughs) So, perfect. Uh, But yeah, go go over there. Uh, You guys in the chat. We need more nominations. There's only like nine people. Bit.ly slash UB Awards. Put in your nominations. Please. please. Okay. um, We're not going to do a full Patreon read this week because we've already had a lot of incidental. But we just want to call out our $5 star patrons. $5 star patrons. Who are the best because they've donated $5 or more a month, which means they get uh, their name read out on every episode of every podcast we do. And, and 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 we won't leave our girl or leave them for our girlfriend in America. Whoa. That's a guarantee. Uh, the people who aren't getting left uh, for our girlfriend in America this month are Becca Baca, Cliff Sullivan, Angel, Jason Ritter, Monica Jones, Other Anne Marie, Casa Commotion, Sage of Earth, aka Patty, Jacob Newman, Robert Cattler, Hope Mullinex, and Jessica Gonzalez. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. And that that chick in America, we don't care about her anymore. We don't care about, about the Harvard you. chick. It's all about you, boo. It's all about it's you. All about you. Patreon.com slash universe box. And, and to remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Okay, before we get back into our main discussion, as always, we have Michael Lucero here. Here, our resident loss expert to kind of give us a little bit more flavor Insight. and nuance to the episode. So take it away, Michael. I don't think I've ever seen someone so scared in my life. And I know about scared. Us Lost fans, we've got trust issues. So we don't go near YouTube. Mm-mm. That's where all the videos are, but we don't go that way. Why? Because that's where Bill and Anne Marie come from. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie, it's Michael. Uh, so this is kind of a slow episode as well, uh, light on plot. But there's a lot of development for the show's mythology. A lot about the Tailies and some compelling hints about the others. Uh, the flashbacks also fill in some of Sun and Jin's story. Not just how they met, but what their lives were like and the kind of person each of them was before they met each other. 
Um, we also learned that contrary to popular belief, um, love is not red or blue or even pink, but orange. <laughs> uh, so I'm interested to hear what your developing impression about the tailies are. Uh, why do you think they're so on edge? We know they're afraid of the others, uh, so they, they don't go inland. Um, maybe Anne-Marie will consider this a justifiable reason for them, at least, to not have explored the island more. I can and see that. that regardless of the shelter they have in their own Dharma uh, station uh, and the lives they've established there on that side of the island, they very easily decide to pick up and join the rest of their survivors on the beach and in the hatch. Mm. Uh, so what are your thoughts about them? What are our thoughts about them? Well, we kind of went into it We've a kind of bit. gone into that. Yeah, we've, we've gone I, into yeah, it. Yeah, I'd like to see how they meld into the, the big group. How yeah. will they be accepted? I mean, we know Bernard will be accepted very much so, especially when he gets his candy bar mm-hmm. but they definitely feel like they have some sort of like ptsd kind yeah. of thing going on well that's the th- well and they're being led in fear yeah that's really I'm, I'm actually a little concerned for them and i hope that there's a therapist somewhere <laughs> because they are all just like ah, 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 john locks the therapist john lock basically has to be the therapist he's the therapist so. slash uh, hunter hunter slash crib maker yeah. kind of questions do you all have uh, about them at this point that was it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we finally get a name for Mr. Echo, my third favorite character on the show. I love the And how cool them. of a name is that, by the way? Mr. Echo. Echo. It's spelled E-K-O, just FYI, uh, which is a name from the Yoruba language. Uh, and that's actually, actually the African ethnic group that the actor, Adewale, uh, comes from. I'm really excited for y'all to see his story unfold and his character to be revealed. Mm. Uh, so when Michael runs off to try to find Walt, Walt, we get a lot of information about the others from Echo. By the way, I love the sequence where uh, Echo hushes Jin because he somehow senses their coming and then it cuts to their eyes hiding in the undergrowth and then we see from their point of view the others bare feet as they troop through the jungle in single file how amazingly creepy was that yeah and they look very feral too like very yeah. dirty and like we live in the well mud i mean kind of. where do they get their clothes i mean it's not like there's a tj maxx down the island yeah and i mean where could it's they not pay? like the sims castaway where a shipment of clothes washes up on the beach and you smack the little box open and everybody mm-hmm. gets new clothes that it's, instead of ship shipment of people crashes on the beach and, and you, then you smash and their you just heads kill in. them and yeah. take their clothes and a teddy bear on the rope, especially oh. with that primitive sounding drum beat as the only sound effect in that scene. Yeah. It looks like they're pretty dirty and wear threadbare clothes, and we learn that they don't leave tracks and that they will not be found if they don't want to. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> All of this makes them seem like they're some kind of supernatural force, or at least a group of people who are supernaturally in, in communion with the island. I'm really interested in hearing your uh, discussion and speculation about them, as they are, to this day, my favorite element of Lost's mythology. Also, another of my favorite lines from the show gets spoken by Locke in this episode, when Sun asks him how he found himself. Same way anything gets found, I stopped looking. I love that. It's such a great line. Uh, so out of 462 price tags from expensive ties, I'd <laughs> give this episode 383. As always... Thank you, namaste, and good luck. Namaste. And good luck. Uh, thank you very much, Michael. Over in the chat room, uh, the Derby Kid says, how do you know there no, is no... No, 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 How do you know there is not TJ Maxx on the island? And then Michael Lucero says, Dharma Station, 9 of 10, the, the Max. Max. So, perfect. 
I am shopping Absolutely there. perfect. Live life to the max. Yes. Okay. I saw. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. Not a zombie reference. That means. What? It's time to get back to our main discussion. What? I'm shocked. We talk about things? Okay. So uh, I guess we should talk about, even though it was, wasn't the most interesting thing about the episode. Not really, no. Let's dig into the Sun and Jin drama just a little Okey-dokey. bit. But the flashbacky stuff. The flashybacky. If nothing else, I think this episode's flashback helps us understand why Sun would stay in the relationship as long as she mm-hmm. did and how she found the strength to attempt to leave as well yeah uh, she was raised to be married off to somebody else like uh, uh jay lee uh mm-hmm. which uh, michael lucero points out in the chat room is a famous comic book artist oh is he yeah oh, okay. uh and while resistant she was prepared to enter into this unhappy life to please her parents oh, okay sorry uh, but, at, your next part. <laughs> but at, after meeting him she started actually liking him a little bit mm. which would have made the transition easier but i still don't think she would have been truly happy she was like you know this isn't ideal but i can i can work with this i no, guess i think she actually really liked him well i mean i i think she was learning to like him and i think i i but it, it wasn't that it was that sort of like natural love either like, well i mean it was sort of there was only two dates yeah yeah he dropped the bomb on her on date two like that's awful yeah i i I think the thing is, though, she she was like, you know, I, I'm going to debase myself and go into the situation because my parents want it so much and, you know, honor the family and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she got into it and she was she started like she was like, OK, well, I guess this won't be so bad. And then he kind of just slaps her in the face with the whole I'm just talking to you for six months. And so I can until I can run off uh, with my American girlfriend. And, uh, you know, she was willing to compromise for the sake of her family. And she 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 was going through with it. Yeah. And then she kind of that just kind of made her was like, well, why was I even bothering? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so she, when she meets Jen and falls in love, she realizes it doesn't have to be the way she'd always expected it to be. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't have to go into this arranged thing with a hotel magnate. Uh, she can kind of naturally fall in love with somebody she's just met. Uh, sadly, when Jen goes and talks to her father, like we saw several a couple episodes back uh you know he's forced to become somebody besides the man she fell in love with Mm -hmm. she won't compromise herself again which is why she chooses to leave i think that's really what makes the decision when she realizes that Jin isn't the boy she naturally fell in love with anymore that's when she makes the choice to learn english and get out of dodge interesting i mean obviously she kind of second guesses herself there in the airport uh uh you know But uh, th- th- that's the basic gist of it. I also thought it was interesting that in this episode's flashback, mm-hmm. Jin is proud and cares about other poor people. Uh, you know, he lets those people. More on that. Yeah, he he lets those people into the hotel lobby and everything, uh, and he's so proud about it. He's even willing to lose his job to defend them and defend his choice to let them into the hotel to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, why did he become a, a thug for Son's father? Because for the first time, he's he's always he's been the poor son of a fisherman his entire life. Mm-hmm. He's been able to take a stand mm-hmm. because he had nothing to lose for the first time. He has something to lose. He has something to lose, and that's Sun and his relationship with Sun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's easy to risk something when it costs you nothing or very little, like a job that you've been working for a couple days, uh, like we see in this episode. If the price is losing the one you love, right. it's probably going to be a lot harder to stand up for what you believe in. That's overall. very true. So, so I, I thought it was uh, definitely kind of interesting f- from both their perspectives. Uh, okay. But uh, let's see. Over in the chat room, Michael Lucero says they definitely had a connection. We don't know if it would have gone further than that, but there was definitely some chemistry between uh, Sun and uh, Jay Lee. Yeah. So I agree. Okay. My point is like completely uh, like left field from his, but 
So the exchange between Sawyer and Anna Lucia. Mm-hmm. And this is just like sort of a little odd thing. Like it seemed half like a struggle for power and half like a weird mating ritual. Mm-hmm. Like, are you married? No, are you married? You seem like the marrying type. Are you gay? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I, I think I think Sawyer's main function in the story is to hit on any female character that shows up, basically. Okay. And be a smart ass to any male character who shows Apparently. up. Apparently. But it just... Or it just, female, too. He's, just, he's, a, he, he's an equal he's opportunity. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I think they are much better match for one another than Sawyer and Kate, even if she is a fugitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how, how um, Lucia will react when they get to the rest of the castaways and she finds out that Sawyer really isn't like a leader in any <laughs> way, shape, or form. No. He's he's the Templeton and he squirrels things away in his tent. And he was literally running away from he the problem. He was literally... Oh, my... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Michael in the Lucer- chat room, uh, Michael Lucer says, "Here's Rebecca Johnson's all caps shouting for you." I love Sawyer's sarcastic banter with Anna Lucia. <laughs> okay, then it was good. I thought it was weird. Yeah, I think they're weird, <laughs> but I don't like Sawyer. They're weird. They're weird. I don't. I don't like the way she rules, and okay. it really probably messes. Well, with you me. mentioned that uh, you know she's probably a better match for Sawyer than Kate is. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Kate. About Kate in the bottle. Kate in the bottle. I still don't trust Kate. I've never trusted Kate at all. No. She makes it seem like she was looking for a note from. Sawyer sawyer in the bottle but i think she was lying i think she just wanted everybody's secret so she could use them against all all the other castaways so sawyer's first instinct was to read all the notes too that i mean they were out at sea for like an hour and he was like busting out the notes and yeah like like, shouldn't that at least be day two oh this person's saying they they miss their family but they're sleeping with this person you know all that all that stuff i you know so i uh, i really don't trust kate um and i also think that her and Sawyer are peas in a pod. I don't think she really likes him, likes him, or as much as she was pretending to so she could get access to that bottle. Mm-hmm. But I think I think they're very much alike, maybe more alike than any, any other two characters on the show. Interesting. Uh, so. so the complete opposite of what I said. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Well, not really. No, kind of is. It's no, okay, no, though. I don't. No, I, I'm, I'm I don't not saying it's a bad thing. I don't think they're a good. I don't think they're a good romantic match. No, but I think they're very much the same kind of person. Which generally okay, doesn't, see, that's okay then. Yeah, that generally doesn't work in a relationship. It's like uh, you know, trying to put like a positive pole uh, magnet pole to a positive mm-hmm. magnet pole. They repel each other. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think I think they're very much the same type of people, but I don't think there there's going to be a love connection there in, in the end. Okay. All right. Over in the chat room after they compliment each other's caps locks, um, like Lucera says, Kate in a bottle would be a lot harder to make than a ship in a bottle. Very true. To which Rebecca says, don't we see a ship in a bottle on Lost? I think maybe even a few. And Michael Lucera, yes. We do. So there's a random something's coming, ships and bottles. Ships and bottles and ships and the bottles and the bottles and the ships. So you wanted to end talking a little bit more about Jin, right? Yes, Jin and his integrity. So in the flashback, he's the son of a fisherman trying to make it on his own in the big city. Mm-hmm. Finally lands on... Oh. You're going to do it. Oh. No, I was, no, I was doing Laverne and Shirley. Oh, that's true. But Give still, us any chance to take it. Yeah, it's the time. Give us time. any rule, we'll break it. Okay, okay. We're going to make your Jin come true. Only if it's the drink. Um, okay, but he lands an okay job with the big hotel and has direct orders not to let in people like him. So when he's caught doing just that, instead of kicking the poor man and his son who just needed to use the restroom out, um, he walks out on his job, which is kind of insane. Um, to which I believe that the fates reward him by leading him literally into the sun. 
<laughs> Literally. Well, I thought I thought it was interesting throughout the whole episode, like how he kept avoiding seeing her because he was like doing the bow. Well, thing. no, that's what he does. That's his job. Well, I I know. I just thought it was funny that he had he had a couple like completely misconnections. Like, and you as an audience member, you're like, oh, I want him to like, I want them just to get, catch a glimpse of each other, and then right. you know we know they get together later on, right? But obviously, you know that one glimpse, that's you know, all we needed. yeah. Um, in the present, he doesn't have to go after Michael and help him find Walt. Um, it would have been much easier for him not to, but he does. Mm-hmm. But he does. Um, Jin has always shown that even with a very significant language barrier, he is a good and caring person. And you know what? That, gosh darn it, that's just nice to see. Yes, definitely. Yes. Over in the chat room, uh, Rebecca the Derby Kid says, speaking of bottles, they were bottle cappers on Laverne and Shirley. Wow. And I think that's a great point. Wow. I think that's a wonderful point. Okay. There <laughs> so, it is. There it is. So doing it our way. Oh. Okay. So our way. Yes, our way. Okay. So it's time for the arbitrary scale where I come up with some random number, some random thing that happened in the episode, and we use it to rate how much we like the episode. Okay. So this week's arbitrary scale is $1.35 in nickels. Out of $1.35 in nickels, how many nickels? Well, seeing as how it has to come in nickels. Do you give this episode? And you can chime in in the chat room too, guys. I'm going to give it a dollar five in nickels. A dollar five in nickels. Why? Meh. I mean, Meh. I feel like I feel like they could have really done so much more. I'm sure they're setting stuff up because that is the nature of Lost. Yeah. But I I really would like a little bit more progress somewhere, mm-hmm. anywhere. Like it would have been nice, like trip the last other. Or yeah, something it, it with definitely feels like, like after the bear. It definitely feels like after they got through uh, sorting out the whole job and the hatch thing uh-huh. that that the plot has just kind of like frozen almost. Yes, like there's been yes. some character stuff, but you know, okay. So let's see. Michael Sarah in the chat room says a dollar eight and a Canadian nickel stuck snuck into. And uh, the Derby Kid says, I didn't get a chance to rewatch, so I can't charge anything for this episode. That's fair. As for me, I'm going to give it a buck. A buck. A buck. Yeah. Like, it it was good. It was entertaining. But like you said, I I was just kind of frustrated that, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of plot progression. But Mike Lucera in the chat room says that he promises us something will happen next Next episode. episode. It better, Michael. Like, I'm going to, like, tweet you if it doesn't. Well, that's my biggest threat. I think that means that we need to get through this listener feedback so we can go and watch the Hold episode. Wait, we have feedback? We do. Uh, yes! I, as always, you can send us feedback on what we say about the episode, about the episode we're watching, about future episodes. Just label them so we don't read any spoilers. You can email us, we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash we're so lost. The Twitter is at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And we have a sort, sort of a thread here uh, from our Facebook group uh, from okay. Nicole Troyer and Jason George. Uh, Nicole says, uh, just rewatched, uh, speaking about the Hurley episode from last yes. week. Um, uh, or the, la- yes. the last episode, episode four. Yeah. I uh, just rewatched this one this morning. As I've been watching the show again, I just can't get over how much I still love it. It holds up for me. It's been so great to visit these characters again. I love Hurley's mom. I love Hurley's mom. It's Jesus calling. And that scene <laughs> at the end uh, with Bernard. Oh. There may have been tears. And uh, Jason George says, I have to second Nicole's thoughts. I've always also been rewatching the show. And before I listen to the podcast, I always watch the topical episode again. Uh, That scene in uh, the Arrow, uh, 
I, that might have been an autocorrect thing. Yeah. Uh, with Bernard and Michael at the end of the episode made me cry. I, I actually expected you guys to talk about Bernard a bit more than you did. Regardless, I still give your podcast episode 785 out of 787 yard gnomes. I like that he's rating our episode, not the episode of the show. Definitely, definitely. I encourage everyone to rate our episode. Yeah. <laughs> so that we know how we're doing. And I you, need feedback. We didn't address Bernard a whole lot. We re- I, I, I really... feel like there's more with Bernard coming and I, I'm kind of reserving all statements. Yeah, I feel like I'm we're gonna have a lot more to talk about with him once he reconnects with his wife. But yes. at this point it's just like, oh, okay, so he was alive. So that makes sense. And this but is But then all that makes together. her sort of like woo. But, because but she knows he's alive. Are you woo-woo when you're right-right? I, I think so. Uh, <laughs> yes, she does. You go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Michael Lucero says, and then uh, the one immediately after this next episode is one of my favorite episodes this season. It's one of the first times the show plays with its format in a noticeable way. And uh, then Michael Lucero says, uh, Carmen Reyes equals pure gold. And uh, the Derby kid chal- takes my uh, challenge and we'll be rating We're So Lost each week. We 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 anticipate it. Just uh, you know, if you want to do that, Derby Kid, that's fine. You can email us we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. Facebook mm-hmm. is Facebook.com slash groups slash we're so lost. Uh, the Twitter's at We're So Lost and the voicemail number is four two four two seven four two three five two. Again, that's four two four two seven four twenty three fifty two. And starting uh next week, February let's see here. Let me look we, at the calendar. February on February seventh, we'll be resuming Tuesday nights, eight thirty PM EST for the foreseeable future. Live.universebox.com or uh, twitch.tv slash universebox. You can join us in chat. We want to thank Michael and Rebecca uh, for joining us in chat tonight. Thank you guys. Emery, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone or check out my blog, crunchycrafty.com. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And yeah, yeah. we're going to go watch the next episode. Yeah, we're going to go watch the next episode. You know, you're going to be sitting here. You're going to be sitting here wanting to listen to us talk about it lost. And we're not going to be here because you know what? We're We're so lost. Yeah, that's when she records Supergirl. Well, Gotham is off for three months, so we don't have that problem. You know, sorry that our schedules do not coincide, Miss Johnson.